The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got a sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to... Welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. I'm in the house. Mitch is in the house, and this week on the (laughs) podcast, we're going to do a little bit of an all-star break recap, talking about the Chris Paul injury, Devin Booker's appearance during the all-star game, and a little bit more. After that, we'll preview next week's games, this week's games, Against the Thunder, Pelicans, and Jazz. Shoutouts would be in order, but we're going to void the bet question from last last week, yeah. Because Chris Paul, we were guessing Chris Paul assists in the Rockets game, and he got hurt. So we're just going to say, pretend it didn't happen. But we will have a bet question in this episode that will get us back on track. So... Thank you for those who participated, but yeah, no, we're null and voiding the bet question for last week. That's right. And with that, let's get right into this all-star break recap and start off with the Chris Paul injury. So this happened in the game before the break against the Rockets. And as he was throwing a overhead pass, he slammed his thumb into the defender on the follow through, which resulted in a right thumb fracture. And it looks like he'll be reevaluated in six to eight weeks. Uh, okay, this sucks, but I would rather this happen now than in the playoffs. I'm glad that there is a chance that in six to eight weeks we'll say he's good to go. And that will be that. That's the best case scenario. Yeah, that is ideally right. Six to eight weeks, that that puts us right at the start of the playoffs. So there won't be any time for the team to really get back on the same page. Chris will just have to walk in and be ready to perform at a playoff level, which is a little scary. But I will take that over potentially missing him for a big chunk of the playoffs if this injury were to happen later. Or I, I we don't need to talk about that. But the, the timing, I suppose, is right. We can say that. Yeah, but I think it's more important than ever now that we lock up that one seed to secure home court advantage uh, and to face the eight seed, whoever the eight seed ends up being, because we want a fairly easy first series with if Chris Paul is not there, because potentially 
he won't be there at first because the playoffs start in about seven weeks. It's right in the middle of that timetable. So he could be there for the beginning of the playoffs. It might be a couple weeks into the playoffs. Ooh, I, that, that is not fun to think about, but yes, the one seed is something that we really need to think about holding down. We have that six and a half game lead over the Warriors. Uh, how many games left to play? 24? 24. 24. 24 games left, left to play. We're on a seven game winning streak. Uh, I mean, we know what these guys are capable of, especially Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Obviously, we're going to be seeing heavy doses of those two guys in the upcoming weeks. But again, back to the timing. Luckily, Campaign and Landry Shamit should both be ready to return on Thursdays, the first game out of the break against the Thunder. So we do have that look that to look forward to. We do have that, you know, that's a pretty deep rotation at both guard spots now that both of these guys are healthy and after adding Aaron Holiday. That Aaron Holiday trade trade with cash, you know, looks so good right now. I think James Jones read the future or something like that, and he just took the best deal on a point guard that he could possibly find. And I mean, Holiday has played so well in the minutes that he has gotten with the Suns so far, which it was a really nice sign. But I mean, there's Campaign, there's Alfred, there's Shamit now. I, I I do have faith that those guys will be able to come together and play some productive ball for us. We also know if. If worse comes to worse, Booker can facilitate a little bit. We haven't had him do that in quite a while, but we know it's possible. And his assist numbers without Chris Paul are pretty good. So I, I think we'll be okay. We've got we've got a lot of depth just all over, but I I, I don't see us losing more than ten of the next twenty. 24 games. I think worst case scenario, we lose 10 of those games. I still think we would be okay. Now, realistically, I don't think we'll lose more than eight. I like that optimism for sure. I I think that also locks us into a one seed if we manage to only lose eight more games. Right. Even 10. I mean, between the Warriors and the Grizzlies, both great teams, but we already have that six-and-a-half game lead on the Warriors, which I also saw a stat that said every team that has ever had a six-and-a-half game lead on the next best team uh, at the All-Star break has won the finals. So that is a, That is good to hear. That is good to hear. Uh, and I know if you look at strength of schedule, too, we have the fifth or sixth toughest or easiest in the league and i know the warriors have one of the tougher ones so uh that will be in our favor and man i i really do think we can hold on to the one seed but it is going to take some guys stepping up we've seen Aiton have some pretty decent games right before the break uh mikhail bridges been playing great on both ends especially offensively lately so hopefully those guys can keep up the pace because we're going to need all the help we can get. Right. Well, and many of you know I'm not the biggest campaign fan in the world. But I think back to the playoffs last year in the games that he played when Chris Paul was out. 
and he did a great job. So I think yeah, I think he had game. a thirty point game yeah, at one point. Yeah, he, he just has to look at this like the playoffs, basically. Right, and what an opportunity for him, you know. Uh, he maybe wasn't expecting to have to be behind Chris Paul in the rotation when he first came here, right before the bubble. I mean, he wasn't assuming that was going to happen. But, I mean, the guy took it in stride, has a great role for himself on this team, and uh, now is the time where he can show everything that he has learned from Chris Paul and his journey through the G League in China and being out of the league and all that stuff. It's, you know, it's another another Cinderella story type deal that he can uh, pull off here if he manages to lead us to, you know, anything close to the pace that we've been on so far in the season. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then Landry Landry Shamit has struggled this season. We know that. Um, it's been a little bit frustrating, but this is really his chance to redeem himself with Suns fans. I mean, if he can go out and play halfway decently and make an impact, he'll be good, I think. Totally. And without Chris, this opens so many different options for Shamit and even Alfred and Holiday. Those guys are going to be sharing the court with Booker. I think one of those guys will be on the court at all times with Devin yeah. Booker next to him. So yeah. uh, I was trying to think if there'd be a way that we went big on people and put Book at like a true point guard spot and maybe like Bridges at shooting guard, but I I don't see that happening. That I doubt it. I, I think we got to have that confidence in pain. I think so too, but a little Booker, Bridges, Crowder, Johnson, Aiton action. I don't know. I'm not super opposed to that. Yeah. And I mean, Tory Craig there too. Tory Craig. Put him yeah. in somewhere. There's, there's options, but we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, talking about book. Let's talk about his all-star game performance. Nice to see him get going. 20 points, five rebounds, and four steals. Uh, At times, he looked like he was the only guy that was interested in playing a little defense out there, which I thought was cool. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. I mean, he put it all on display. A little rough shooting from downtown. But, uh, you know, D-Book with a few, a couple nice dunks in the All-Star game. You got to take that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just kind of thinking about his first All-Star game. In which I think he had like six points or something. Yeah. He had a really nice putback dunk and hit some free throws, and that was about it, you know? So cool to see him have a good game in this All Star game. Tough Absolutely. that Chris Paul wasn't there, but. Well, yeah. he was there technically. Well, in and the he, game, though. Well, he did play a minute or two. Oh. See, I which didn't, was weird. didn't watch much of it. Okay, so. Right before the All-Star game is when we got the news about Chris Paul's right. thumb fracture. Mm-hmm. And then seeing him go out onto the court was like, uh, Chris, did you not see the news? Your thumb is fractured, man. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Uh, and I think he was just out there to either get a bucket or an assist or something and then get taken out. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that actually happened, which is kind of a bummer. But anyways, he got out there. And I suppose it was nice to see him you know, even be out there. Uh, so it can't be that bad. Sure. Right? I'm just trying to find That's the silver lining of that. Yeah. But it, it was weird. It was weird. Uh, okay. 
Well, but, but yeah, it, still happy for Booker. Yeah, and if you get voted into the All-Star game and this happens right before the All-Star game, that'd be a bummer to not go. And yeah. especially when you're getting towards the end of your career like Chris and this is the best team he's ever been on technically mm-hmm. when it comes to win percentage at least. So, eh. But anyways, yeah, yeah, just always nice seeing Book out there, uh, you know, with the with the superstars. And then seeing Book, you know, the first pick of the reserves, which says – something and then he's also out there on some billboards and stuff and just a a lot of recognition for booker as well as coach monty williams yes well i think booker is a pretty well respected player in the league which is cool a lot of these guys know how good he is being the first pick of the reserves is huge and he brings the star power to phoenix i think i mean have we ever had a player like dating a big celebrity and like being a great player and all of this, you know, have we seen that before? You know, not quite like this. I, yeah. I'd say like when Shaq was here, he was probably Shaq. the biggest star. Yes. Also Shaq, Barkley. Right. Barkley but too. Yeah. Barkley in his prime. That was probably pretty great. I wish I had been here at the yeah. time, but yeah. I think the Shaq, love had faded a little bit by the time he got to phoenix so it wasn't really that that huge of a deal but uh yeah i'd say uh he he's probably probably gonna topple that charles barkley fandom i would say booker's probably the second biggest celebrity we've had play in phoenix i mean shaq has got to be number one everyone knows shaq but right now, with the younger people at least, I bet they know Booker over Charles Barkley. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, if we think about who determines fame, it's the young people that determine fame. And I I bet more of them know Booker just through Kendall Jenner. That is true. Oh, that reminds me of the Super Bowl. Book mm-hmm. was in a suite there with... Uh, the Beebs. Oh yeah, that's right. And they're they're lady friends too. They were all together. Yeah. And uh before the game they were showing famous people. Mm-hmm. And they showed like uh Ben Affleck and J Lo and a few other celebrities. And Natalie was like, Why aren't they showing Booker and Kendall and Bieber? Like she got like upset. And I was like, Why are you upset about this? And she mm. said, They're more famous than any of these people. And I was like, Man, maybe they are. Yeah. Maybe they are, but you know, J Lo and Ben Affleck though, that's some star power too. So they're uh, they're very famous. But again, I bet Justin Bieber and Kendall Jenner are more famous to younger people than those two are. Oh yeah. That that's that's a hundred percent true. But then again, look at like what the Super Bowl halftime show was that was kind of catered right. to uh eh, I don't like know. It, age, it's interesting you know. watching uh the changes because Growing up, all the Super Bowl shows were people that, you know, our parents probably listened to and things like that. And now (laughs) we're getting to that age where they're trying to uh, please us a little bit. Yes. I've seen a lot of people talking about that, and I think it's absolutely right. Oh, so funny. That was a bit of a sidetrack, though. That's okay. Let's talk talk about Monty Williams. Uh, The State Farm commercial actor Monty Williams... (laughs) <laughs> who have you seen that by the way i haven't no oh you're gonna have to okay. uh 
maybe a quick break for you to do that right now, honestly. Yeah. But okay. Okay. Monty, Monty getting in uh, as the coach for the team and all the love that he got, all the interviews that he was able to do, all the kind things that other players were saying about him. Yeah. Man, I I loved every minute of that. It made me real proud to be a Suns fan here and things like that and just so happy that he's leading our guys. I've said that so many times on this podcast, but you know, when guys like Jokic say uh Monty Williams touched him in the best way possible that a, another man could. Uh Yeah. Just hearing someone say something like that after, you know, spending a few days together. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. I do not see this on YouTube. Oh. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Are you, huh? Weird. We'll, we'll make it happen. but We're going to have to find this. But yeah, CP3 yeah. and Monty in a commercial. I mean, huh. it, it, that's pretty legit. Pretty legit. But yeah. just to, as a whole, just so happy for Monty and everything that he stands for and the man that he is. Uh, just a really cool... Way to kind of honor him and what he's been doing for this team this week. Yes, so cool to see him get that respect. We've talked about this many times, that he's just a well-liked person in the NBA. Um, you know, everyone talks about his speeches. We know that he like he doesn't swear. Um, he still gets after him, that's for sure, but... Yeah, he's just like a very respectful guy. And he even talks about how he learned that. I mean, he says he wasn't always like that. And he talks about his time with Chris Paul in New Orleans. And he says, I tried to just like force my way on to everyone. And I didn't listen to my players very much. And I just learned that that's not going to work. So he has just really, I think, epitomized what a coach should look like. He's got the respect of the players because he listens to them. And since they listen to him, he can implement his scheme. 100%. Well said. Thank you. (laughs) And (laughs) to wrap this little all-star break segment up, a few movements that had some Suns fans, you know, clamoring a little bit. Uh, Dragic getting waived by the Raptors. He ends up with the Brooklyn Nets and, uh, to do that, the Nets had to cut Javon Carter, who, you know, Suns fans got a little hyped about that too. But he got quickly snatched up by the Bucks. So those were two guys that a lot of people thought might be solid regular season replacements for Chris, but off the table. Yeah, I was bummed about Dragic. Um, it's wild because... Dragic is his coach is now a former teammate. I don't know if we've seen that a whole lot before, huh. but Dragic played with Nash here for a couple of years, so that's pretty wild. Um, Javon, I wasn't super upset about this. I mean, good for the Bucks. I see why they did it. Uh, but yeah, I I thought. It, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but it would have been possible to just sign him to a two-way and not have to, like, waive anyone. Uh, yeah, I believe we could I have. Think, I think, I think we could is the only one on a two-way right now. Yeah, I think we could have done that, but I'm not heartbroken. Like, he wasn't going to play anyway. 
I saw a lot of people talking about like, oh, just do it for the locker room. And actually, I had a really great exchange on Reddit that I should share about this. We have Frank Kaminsky for that already. That's that's exactly true. For the locker room. But here, let's let, let me tell you what what we're talking about on Reddit. So Potato Man says Javon is a downgrade from Holiday and Pain. I agree. Wigglebot23 says probably a downgrade from Alfred Payton. Hey Bob's son says Payton can at least facilitate an offense. Silverfang45 says least Javon can blind the offensive players with his bald head. What can Payton do? <laughs> I responded with a link r slash Alfred Payton's hair. <laughs> oh, I'm sad that I missed that. <laughs> well, it just happened last night. It I'm going to track that down and give it some upvotes because that's okay. a great exchange. <laughs> and we need more subs on Alfred Payton's hair. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, I did update the bio of Alfred Payton's hair. Um, let me tell you what it says because I was pretty proud of this. Uh, just very basic. It says a subreddit dedicated to low quality images of the former best hair in the NBA. Some call him Steve Nash 2.0. Others don't. Enjoy Alfred Payton's hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I added low quality images because when I look through, <laughs> everything I've ever posted is like an oil painting. <laughs> so I'm embracing that. <laughs> hey, real talk though, is Elf coming back with a little funk lately? Because uh, I feel like it's getting yeah, pretty funky up there. I think so. Well, the most recent post is something I put three months ago that is a screenshot from my phone. So you've got the two giant black bars. Nice. <laughs> and it says growing it back out, question mark, eye looking emoji. Because in a press conference, you can see. It's got a little bit of movement to it. Ooh, I'm I'm excited to see him after the All Star break here. It's been it'll you know it'll have been like ten or eleven days since we mm-hmm. saw him last. Yeah, we'll see. I like it. It could be could be some excitement here. Maybe we'll get back to the Orlando days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if only. If only. All right. So, three games next week. We have the Thunder on Thursday, the Pelicans on Friday, and the Jazz on Sunday. So, it looks like the first two, a little back-to-back action, might be some winnable games, even though we haven't seen those new-look Pelicans yet with C.J. McCollum. Yeah, which they're having some trouble in paradise right now, that's for sure. Uh, But, yeah, this Thunder game uh, on Thursday, this is the 24th, is going to be our back question. So, the question is, back to our roots, how many points will Devin Booker score against the Thunder? I'm going big. I'm going 48. And he's going to keep doing that sort of thing for the rest of the regular season until Chris wow. gets back. I'm. Wow. He's going to average 48 per game. <laughs> maybe, no. maybe like 32, but... Uh, yeah. I'm going 48 for this game against the Thunder. 48 is very possible. I'm really tempted to say 47, but I don't think that's right. Do it 49. 
You win. <laughs> 49, yeah. Uh, I'm going to just go with an even 40. Fair. Just to keep it safe. I, I mean, I think he's going to go off. I think we're going to see some big Devin Booker scoring games. Um, if I had to guess, I think we'll see a 50-point game sometime between now and the end of the season, regular season. I'd love that. So, we, I mean, we were close. He did have the, what was it, 48 or 49 against the Spurs. Yep, 48, so, I believe. 48. Yeah, I think we'll see him get to 50 before the regular season ends. All right, so Thunder, Pelicans, and then Jazz. The the Jazz is the, the true matchup, and it'll be the first time that we actually go up against both Mitchell and Gobert this season. I may be wrong on that, but I'm I'm leaning towards that I'm right. So this this will be a great matchup, and, you know, all of a sudden, no Chris Paul. Something we got to keep in mind for these games now. It's uh, We don't have that fourth quarter cheat code. Right. Well, uh, half of it. Half of yeah. it. Yeah. I think we need to see these teams at full strength. We need to be challenged. I don't expect it. We have two games against the Jazz left, and I don't expect us to win both of them. Um, I'd love to win one, but if we dropped two even. But we need to be challenged. So I hope we see them at full strength. Now we know they lost Joe Ingles to injury and they traded him. (laughs) Um, But... Still, like, they're going to be a good team. Uh, they're going to be a good challenge. Jordan Clarkson can go off. Uh, they have a lot of guys that just, like, can go off. Uh, Bogdanovich, Clarkson, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert is great, of course. So, yeah, I think that will be a great challenge. Um, the Pelicans, maybe not so much. The Thunder, definitely not so much. But we know there are no easy games in the NBA. And teams are going to try to strike right now, now that we have Chris Paul not playing for us. So we saw this with the Rockets game from last week that, you know, we tried to coast and we barely won that game. So we can't take any of these teams lightly. But yeah, the Jazz are going to be a big challenge. That's very true. The number one team in the league target you know, that, that stays on our back. It's oh, still yeah. there. And, and it got bigger. Yeah. And, you know, Chris Paul not there, that's a weakness. Teams are going to go for that. They're going to try to do everything they can to make sure that we don't get in an offense that has any resemblance of what Chris Paul would let us do. Like, campaign's going to have his work cut out for him. It's going to be a oh, yeah. it's going to be a lot. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And uh, remember how, you know, getting a little cocky talking about how these games were getting a little boring. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that's not going to be the case anymore. So I would agree. I would agree. With that. We got to buckle in. Yeah. So three exciting games coming up. Nice to have a little bit of an all-star break because you know, we're all stars too. And so that's are right. you. Uh, so now we're going to move to the non-sports section of the show. And uh, not really a question, but, I got a grind guard. <laughs> so uh, I've talked about some of my dental adventures on the show before, but the latest, uh, aside from getting some cavities filled, is uh, the dentist showed me some x-rays or pictures, whatever. 
and I've I've grinded my teeth so much in my sleep that I have holes in some of my molars. And they said, you really got to get this grind guard going. So they do a whole scan of my teeth and mouth and everything. And I put this thing in and it does stick out a little bit, I will say. And it, it, it hurts a little bit when I first put it in, but I, uh, that thing is snug and I am sleeping just fine after the first couple nights of using it. Well, that's good to hear because I believe I am too due for one of those. And my wife just got uh, set up with one. She doesn't have it yet, but it was recommended. And yeah. and when you brought this up, I had it was a couple days ago. I woke up and like my jaw felt like it was uh, felt like I had been eating, like chewing yeah. on something. Mm-hmm. And it felt like sore and worn out one morning. And I was it kind of dawned on me and I realized next time I go to the dentist, that is going to be happening for me too. Do it before it gets to the point that I've gotten it to. I hear you. I hear you. I am due. So, uh, what a non-sports plug here. Uh, How do we go deeper into this? Well, I can tell you, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really impressed with my grind guard because it was 3d printed. They took these scans of my Mm. teeth and 3D printed it exactly. And I was a bit skeptical. I looked at it and I'm like, there's no way this is going to be comfortable. And when I first put it in, I was like, oh, yeah, this sucks. But after a few nights of using it, I haven't – I think maybe I've used it for about a week at this point. And I'm, like, used to it already. And it's not that annoying. Now, I'll tell you about the downsides. The downsides are I get pretty thirsty. Like I have woken up in the middle of the night and I needed to drink some water. There was one night that I woke up about 3 a.m. and I just took the guard out, drank some water and went back to sleep. But for the most part, I can take it out, drink some water, put it back in and I'm good. Uh, the all the other big downside is it makes me drool a lot more in my <laughs> which was already something that happened so now it's just like which you know i was kind of used to that it's not that big of a deal but i have noticed a little bit more in that department so this is an upgrade of uh you know maybe like an old football mouth guard that you'd boil and then bite down on it's quite a bit better than that i will say because i considered just doing that you know it's way cheaper and even the dentist was like if you really want to like it accomplishes the same thing. But I mean, those things are so uncomfortable and I'm sure I would wear through something like that pretty quick. So I was like, you know what? I'm happy with where I'm at in my career. Just give me the fancy grind guard. (laughs) Fair enough. The other thing they told me that was really interesting. They said, if you have dogs at home, Make sure you keep it out of reach because dogs are really attracted to the scent of this for some reason and they want to chew them really bad. I don't know so what's the, behind that. The, the is guard it just itself. plastic? Yeah, I guess. Like a solid? Is there yeah. dip to it? It's solid plastic? Pretty solid, yeah. And the dog likes the smell of plastic? They, they were saying this happens quite a bit where. Interesting dogs smell these things and they just go nuts and want to chew on them i heard someone say you know those uh you don't have a dog maybe you don't 
the Kong balls that you fill up with peanut butter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some guy said that his dog loves Kong balls so much that whenever the dog smells anything rubber that's like the same type of rubber as the Kong ball, it just starts going nuts. Hmm. I believe that. I mean, it's Pavlov's dog for a reason. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose, right? Yeah. <laughs> My family's dog that just died uh, a few months ago loved anything like paper or napkins or anything like that. Mm. He would like get on the table sometimes. Like if you didn't push your chair in, he'd like jump on the chair and then from the table. And he usually wouldn't eat food. He would eat like everyone's napkins. He was a weird dog. Uh, how one animal can seem so dumb and so or so dumb, yet so smart within minutes is amazing. Dogs are great though. But yeah, just keep your grind guard away from your dog. All right, I'll keep that in mind. I'll let Natalie know too. <laughs> and uh, that is where we wrap things up this week. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. And hey, actually, no more Monday games for the rest of the regular season. So we will be recording Monday evenings episodes coming up on Tuesday uh, for the rest of the regular season. We can say that pretty safely, right? barring any changes that's that's what we're aiming for yeah so keep your eyes out for that hit us up on twitter at sunny and phx pod and we will talk again next week go suns